What is up? We're back. Another episode of Novelty Voice, episode 20. I'm sitting here at 120 Collective. Shout out to Wave One Media for having us come in here every single week recording this podcast right on Monument Circle. Perfect location. If you're looking for a podcast to start, this is the place to start it at. I'm sitting here with a special guest right now, Mackenzie Roth. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This I'm is weird great. for me because I'm used to being the one interviewing. Now it's a little different. Tables yeah. have turned. Yes. Right okay. On. And I love that you have all your notes on your phone. I this have will be to. Good. I have I'm to. I'm scared. <laughs> So Novelty Voice, real quick to give you a background and the list, the new listeners. Novelty Growth is a plat or Novelty Voice is a platform for creative entrepreneurs and professionals to be heard. You know, my goal is to interview really successful or up and coming movers and doers and get to know them more on a personal level, uncovering their journey, their mindset, and their vision for what they're doing. You know, hopefully giving them an opportunity to share their story and inspire people who are listening to turn their dreams into reality. Beautiful. So that's what it's about I love here. That. Right on. I appreciate it. So. Enough about the you know novelty voice and me though. Mackenzie Roth, you are a TV host, a, a radio personality, a spokesmodel. You know you've covered the Grammys, the Super Bowl, the American Music Awards. You were MC for the Pacers for about seven months. Is I that was. true? Yeah, I uh, was. She was uh, on air personality for ninety-eight point seven The Bull, and you may recognize her through her appearances on Andy Moore's automotive. Auto mobile commercials. It's hard, right? Yeah, it is hard. <laughs> Car hard. commercials, right? Yes. I don't even know why I'm reading it. Yes. Automotive commercials. There you go. Yes. How are you doing, though? Today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm this good. is so fun. Right on. And so you're originally from Indiana, though, correct? That's right. I grew up in Carmel. Okay. So yes. North Sider. North Sider. I, I grew up on the South Side, so Uh-oh. Center Grove. Uh oh. <laughs> it's all rivals. good. Though. It's all good. Yeah. So I grew up in Carmel, went okay. to Carmel High School, then I went down uh, to IU. Town. Okay, that's right. Went, went to Bloomington as yep. well. Mm-hmm. Love it. Where you? Where'd you live down there? Uh, I mean, a lot of places. So senior or er, freshman year, I was in Eigenman. Okay. In my dorm, I was Foster Harper. Okay, right mm-hmm. on. And then I had uh, a house south side of campus. Um, on Lincoln Street, and then I lived right next to the Steak and Shake on yes. Walmart. Yes. That was my front door, just those apartments right there. We'll get to this. I've been on the West Coast. I just got back to town, but one thing I missed dearly steak and shake really? and they're not it's not an endorsement they're not paying me to say this <laughs> i seriously miss those cheesy fries so when i got back to indy i was like oh what about in and out everyone that goes oh, out in there and out? yeah it's good stuff i mean it's but good not stuff. steak and shake it's not steak and shake oh okay that's the <laughs> first time i've ever heard that before that's right right on so what was your major um when you went to bloomington yeah i you um broadcast journalism okay. so i was a journalism major a theater minor mm-hmm. and i worked down wtiu so i worked for the news station there so it's really funny i always knew i wanted to get into television this is a true story when i was in fifth grade my dad at an auction won a chance for me to visit wrtv6 our mm-hmm. abc affiliate here in Indianapolis. So I went, I was something like 11 and I just fell in love. I fell in love. It was Clyde Lee and Dion Willis and they were a married anchor team, which was very rare. And I went and I got to sit and I got to read the prompter and toss it to the sports guy. And I was just as a little girl, I was like, this is what I want to do. Oh, wow. I want to make television and entertain people. And it, that's when it was born. And, and I've wanted to do that my whole life. And that was when you were five years old? I like? was in fifth grade. So fifth I was grade, about 11 grade. years old. Okay, gotcha. But I tell you what, and they gave me the script. I got to take it home with me. And I was like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> and so if you don't mind me asking, how young are you today? 
Um, I'm in my 30s. Okay. Be proud. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing. Right yes, on. I'm an 80s baby. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. And then so what was what was life growing up for you? Obviously here in Indiana, um, you went to, to Carmel. What did you have any siblings? Or I do. I'm one of family th- life I'm like? one of three girls. Okay. I'm in the middle. Uh, my older sister still lives here. She's in Fishers, and my little sister is in Ohio. Okay. So and then mom and dad still up in Carmel. Oh, yep. Okay. So there, it's it's really great to be back. Because when I went to the West Coast, you don't realize how much the support system means. Mm. And you just really miss your family when you come home for the holidays, maybe once or twice a year. Being back and getting to see everybody, getting to go to my nieces and nephews' birthday parties and basketball games, all those things, it means a lot. And just chilling with mom and dad at the end of a long day, having some wine. Those are incredible memories you really don't realize when you move away. You're missing out. So with all of, you know, being on the go and doing everything that you're doing currently, would you say that's the one thing then that keeps you um, most grateful and grounded is that like when you get to spend time with your family, like now being back, you said, mm-hmm. you know, you're out in Portland. Now you're back getting to spend that time. Is that really keeping you um, making you grateful for really what you you know, the support system that you've always had in front of you? Yeah, it just as of late, I mean, I just got back a few months ago to Indy and I've slowed down. Mm. Like I literally would grind, grind, grind. When I first got to Portland, I did a morning show. I got mm-hmm. into country music, which was so much fun. Never had experienced country music. I wasn't even a country music. I hated country music. I was like, what is this? Fell in love with it. Fell in love with the artists. Fell in love with the listeners, the fans. Um, but I went out there originally for radio and then I picked up doing t- television. So I worked for NBC out there for the NBC affiliate and um, but I was grinding I was getting up I was doing my morning show radio then I was doing television and then I was going home and then trying to get to sleep by like 8 because I had to get up at 3 a.m. and doing it every single day did that for three years was exhausting and then I decided to full-time move over to television which was awesome but I was always go 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 I have lots of side gigs if you will spokesmodel work so I would fly all the time on the weekends from Portland Oregon to Florida which is a long haul on a Friday shoot all day Saturday fly all the way back Sunday, do it all again that week. Um, so here I have time to breathe. <laughs> I have time to actually enjoy what I'm doing and say, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this. I was just always exhausted. So I've, out of everything you just said, I have two questions. Yes. So one of the questions would be, why did you make that decision to go into just full-time TV? Right. And then also the other question is, um, as far as, you know, being able to breathe here, do you think that's just truly um, because of the different environments being out on the West Coast versus the Midwest? It's, you know, we were talking the other day, Landon and I, about how fast L.A. is. And when yeah. you're out there, you're just going, 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 going. You don't going, stop. You, you can't. You can't. <laughs> it's just how Same you're thing in, in Manhattan. When I'm in New York, it's like, go, go, go. Yep. You just, you don't stop till three in the morning. So I guess would that be a result of, you know, why you were just going, going, going? And then why did you make that full-time switch into TV? Um, I would say, I think Indy is, I don't know, for me, I guess maybe part of it is just home and my family's here, but it forces me. It is a little slower paced. I mean, Midwest living is more relaxed mm-hmm. than I would say on the, on both of the um, not less fun, none, nothing like that, but it's just a slower pace, yep. which I enjoy. Okay. Going from radio, it's really funny because when I was doing radio, I would miss television. And when I'm doing television, I would miss radio. So mm. I feel like radio is more free, more fun. People really, really get to know you. I mean, people would come up to me on the street or like at Target and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, you know, Kinsey. Well, I can't believe this happened to you. This happened to me. Um, you get to show a little bit more of your personality and they mm. really get to know you. With television, you are a little more 
prim and proper and it's like a uh, time constraint, but I like that. Radio can be more smoke and mirrors where you have nothing to hide. Television, you mess up, you're live, Ooh, yeah. do it. Um, and that was just, and you know, being from radio world really, oh, it just really grounded me and it forces you to be quick witted, which is great because some people that have only done television, if their prompter goes down, they don't know what to say yeah. and they freeze because mm. they're like, uh, uh. but being from radio, you pick it up, you keep it rolling. And it just, uh, you know, as Seacrest, um, even like Mario Lopez, I mean, a lot of people have radio backgrounds that go into television. And I think I really think it's key to success. OK, so then how, how many moments like that have you had personally to where you're in you're doing a live interview and something happens and. Like, you have to just go with it. Has that happened a lot oh, to you? all the time. <laughs> all the time. How do, you, how do you handle that? Just go with it? Or? You just go with it. From wardrobe malfunctions mm. to uh, an 85-year-old hitting on me <laughs> to, uh, like, my interview, the person I'm supposed to interview doesn't show up and they come oh, to me yeah, live. Yeah. Mm. Uh, those things just happen. And you just have to keep going. And people want to see their, like see you. Mm. And if you could just make a joke, don't take yourself so seriously. Mm. Just, like, kind of laugh about it and keep it rolling. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is all good conversation here, but I'm going to backtrack a little bit okay. more into your childhood again. Um, so then what were your hobbies? Obviously, you found what you wanted to do for the rest of your life at a very young age. But what were your hobbies, you know, growing up for you? Well, I'm not very athletic, but I did play sports. <laughs> okay, what sports did you play? I was, Try like, to I was play. a cheerleader. I was good at that. <laughs> I tried to play basketball, and my parents laughed because I would just make friends with the, like the opponents, and then <laughs> they would be nice to me, wouldn't take the ball away. Uh, I did. So I played sports a lot. I really, really, I love photography. Mm -hmm. Really into fashion. Really into fitness. Uh, my whole life. So those things turn me on. I still love it. Travel. Awesome. And yeah. how, where have you traveled? Oh, gosh. Well, on my bucket list where I haven't traveled, I want to go to Australia. Ooh, okay. I'm dying to go to Australia, New Zealand. And everyone makes fun of me because I want to hold a koala. <laughs> and they're like, they're vicious. But I still want to. Um, <laughs> where have I been? I've been to Italy. I love things so romantic. I love Italy. And I was amazed. Have you been to Italy? I've not. Mm -mm. So the pizza there mm -hmm. is... I love pizza and it's light and it's crunchy. It's totally different than our pizza here, which I found okay. interesting. Yeah, that, is interesting. So that was a tidbit. Um, the men are a little more aggressive over there. I found <laughs> like not in a bad way. They'll <laughs> just like, if they want to kiss you, they'll say, I want to kiss you. Um, so I loved Italy. I love Spain. Uh, those are probably my, oh, and Hawaii. I love Hawaii. I went to Hawaii. What's the place that had the biggest impact on you as a person that made you open your mind a little bit more and do, I guess you could say, like some, made you do some soul searching, I guess? I would say Florence um, okay. because I really feel like they have it right. They work to live opposed to live to work mm. and they really got the right idea. Okay. Interesting. And so um, you graduate from Carmel. Yep. And then you go on to. Go Hounds. You go to uh, <laughs> Indiana University. Uh, yes, Bloomington, IU. Bloomington, my Hoosiers. Bloomington, Indiana. Great. Amazing. Another world down there. What was your experience like going through college? It was awesome. I was a Zeta sorority girl. Shout out to my Zetas. I had a really, really good experience. My sister's two years older than I am. Mm -hmm. So I had her down there. Gotcha. Um, we had to share a car, which was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so we would have drag out battles over that. But no, it was really, I loved IU. It's so, it's such a beautiful campus and um, I made tons of friends. I had a great experience. I can't complain. I Freshman, even freshman year was great. So you were a journalism, uh, journalism major yeah. freshman year. You didn't change your major at all? No. Anything like that? Knew what you wanted to do and yes. that's what you did. Yes. And so then after college, what was that first job that you got, you said? 
So after college, I started working for the Indianapolis Star, actually. Okay, so cool. I had an out and about column. It was uh, Metro Mix. It was like a leaflet inside the star. So it was kind of like the fun out and about stuff. So mm -hmm. I would go to events and that was my first job. And I'd write like I take my own pictures and write columns about what's hot, what's happening in Indy. So that was my very first thing that I did. I did lots of internships um, throughout college, which were key. Mm -hmm. So I interned with Fox, Fox here, Fox 59, which was so much fun. And um, uh, Clear Channel Radio at the same time. None of those were paid. And I remember I'd get up at like, again, I'd have to be there at like 4 a.m. Oh, wow. So it's a great grind but you that's what you got to do yeah you got to do it and so after the indie star where where'd you go so after the indie star i started working well this is really cool how i got into radio mm -hmm. is an interesting story i had never done radio in my life i had never ran a board which is like those are the buttons that you push <laughs> i had no idea what anything was i saw this ad who wants to be a dj i was like i could do that so i waited in line like american idol style I was number 41. I'll never forget this. Over to Miss on the circle. I go up there. The guy in front of me has a panic attack oh, when wow. his number, number 40, is called. And he's like, ooh. And he <laughs> runs down and, like, runs out the building. And they're like, well, I guess you're up. And so I go in there and, like, read a few liners, read a few things they asked me to. And that was it. And I was like, all right, we'll see. And I ended up winning. Nice. And so that was my that was my shot. So I gave up every weekend for, gosh, I want to say two two to three years. I started weekends, probably like two years. And then I finally got my own my my own midday show, which I thought was the coolest. Um, yeah. And so that's how I got my own show and just work my way up. So uh, did you get your own show because of just the constant commitment that you had and the dedication to just like what when you won that competition what exactly what position were you put in they just gave you a shot on air like the weekend oh, like gotcha. night like sunday nights okay. like not like a prime time but that was just that's you just always want to be ready for that opportunity mm. i feel like that's the main thing just always prepare because all you need is a chance for see and you see this these stories all the time for someone to see you someone to hear you and if you work hard and when that you get that opportunity you kill it mm -hmm. and then boom it happens how does someone and I want you to offer some advice to people because um, it seems like, you know, you put your mind in something and you're the, the type of person that just achieves it. Right. And so how do you get past that fear? I mean, I'm sure there's fear that comes into play and, you know, there's doubting yourself that comes into play. This wasn't necessarily just like an, an uphill consistent. It was up and down. Of I'm course. sure. Yeah. So how do you, you know, how do you get through those hard times and, and how do you fight through the fear of, and the self doubt, you know, that's holding you back? Here's the thing I would say if, if you're, you've already got it within you. Mm. You already have your natural talent. If you're drawn to something, there's a reason you're drawn to it. That's your calling. That's your purpose. Don't ignore that. So I say the main thing is you're already equipped with everything you need and the rest you can learn. I would freak out about, oh, what? I don't know how to do this, but I don't know how to, and they're more qualified. Stop it. It's like mm. you are you, no one's you, and that's your power, and you're equipped. You have everything you need and the rest you can learn, just like anything else. So go and get in there and do it. But how does someone develop that mindset of like the, the confidence that they are equipped? Because that's not something you're born with. You right. have to develop that. And obviously, you know, how you were raised and all of that, who you're around is a, a major factor in that. But how would you say someone really develops that mindset um, to know that they just have to keep pushing and they're already equipped with what they need to be successful at whatever they're pursuing? I would say, I mean, if you never go for it, you're never going to get it. If you never ask for it, the, you know, the answer is always going to be no, if you never ask. So mm. put yourself out there. I will say it takes courage. I yeah. mean, it's a, but I, and ignore, 
people with really good intentions always want to give advice or you should go this way, you should go that way. But really when you can like just tone out everybody else and follow yourself, what you want to do, where you know you should be going, no matter what everybody else says, then you found it and you have it. You just have to quiet yourself and then push yourself. I mean, just push yourself off the ledge. Just go. Mm. I mean, you're going to, even if you fail, you're going to learn something and be better for it. And I've always, you know, I've been rejected many times. I had this gig and this TV gig I was dying for at the time and I wanted it and I didn't get it. And come to find out, I would have been miserable had I got it because yeah. I found out like the, the person I would have been working with was terrible to work with and the salary wasn't great, blah, 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 blah. But I, at the time I wanted it so badly, but I've really, I've learned that it's true. Rejection is really redirection as to where oh, you're well. going to be going. Mm. So don't freak out. Just be like, all right, not for me and keep going. Cause what's meant for you is not going to miss you. You cannot screw up your destiny. Mm. You can't. So take, so take that load off. That's a, uh it's deep. I like that. Right <laughs> on. <laughs> I really like that. Okay, cool. So how would you suggest someone really quiet themselves though? Cause there's so much noise out here in this world through technology or just mm -hmm. people. You're the ones closest to you saying, Hey, you should go this way. You should go that way. And they yeah. all want for the most part, like you're the close ones to you. They want the best for you. Absolutely. Right? But how do you personally, you know, how would you uh, recommend someone quiet themselves. I mean, is it come through anything like meditation or what is that for you? I would highly recommend. I mean, I, and I'm trying to re remind myself to meditate every single day, but meditation's key for me. It's like getting up. I, I personally like to study the habits of highly successful people. Ooh, I, love I love it. That. And because there's so many commonalities, you'll be amazed. People, um, they get up early, they work out, mm. exercise. Cause this being physical for me is just, it's such, such a mental game. Yep. I find my calm. It calms my anxiety. I get f totally focused. I get clarity. So I, I would say work out and do meditate and write. Like mm. I've, you know, writing is really, really good. I want to write a book one day for sure. Nice. Um, but yeah, those are just, just some tools that you have and go, to, go to a place that you really feel Zen and people aren't bothering you, bug you. A lot of times, um, I read that a lot of people just check emails twice a day. Like they're like, okay, I, I return emails at 9am and at 2pm and that's it mm. kind of just have a more rigid schedule. So don't give people access to you all the time. Okay. Okay. Go deeper into that. Yeah. I mean, because that's the thing I have and uh, all of us do, I'm sure people mm -hmm. want your attention. They want you to do this, do that, do that. You can say no. Mm. You can't have access to me right now. And that's okay. It's Protecting not selfish. Oh, for, that's a big lesson I've learned just this year. Protect your energy. Mm. How'd you learn that lesson? You know, I was in a um, like toxic work environment <laughs> at <Okay>. one point <laughs> without going into detail. But I just was like, wow. And when you get out of that, you don't really realize that you're in that. And it's like, Oh, and I was, I, w I always want to be a light. I want people to be around me and have an experience with me, be energized by me, be motivated by me. And I found I, but I also absorb other people's energy. Mm -hmm. And, um, I literally have learned when they're just being away, if it's terrible and their darkness is kind of coming over you to literally run the other direction, yeah. like wish them the best, mm -hmm. but really protect your energy. It's sacred and it's really important and surround yourself with people that are good vibes that are, um, you know, driven, mm -hmm. that inspire you, that you want to be like, because success, it's really contagious. And I try to explain that, especially to girls, um, like, hey, don't tear each other down just because well, everyone has a tendency to be competitive. But yeah. especially I just want to say, you know, young women, especially let's support each other. And instead of being like, oh, my God, you know, hey, girl, where'd you get this? I love this about you. How can mm -hmm. I do this, too? Because everybody has it. So I think that's very important that, you know, um, 
to not tear other people down. Definitely. I love that. I love that. And so do you think it's easy um, getting caught up? In, like you were talking about being in a toxic environment, right? Yeah. And so um, you specifically, you've you know experienced so much at, I consider a young age, being able to meet so many people, cover so many things, and being really like the face of that. Um, you're getting pulled in all these different directions, moving so fast. Uh, how easy is it to get caught up in that and just like not even realize what's going on? You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's better not to realize what's going on because sometimes yeah. I'm like, did I just do all that in two days? Um, but I'm kind of one of those people. And I will admit, sometimes I do take on too much because yeah. I'm always like, oh, I can do that. Oh, mm -hmm. I got that. I got that. I'll just sleep there. Um, but, but sometimes you just keep going. That's what I want people to tell you. You're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. Just keep, keep going. Yep. That's very important and have the courage to not settle. So many people, mm. I just said, they don't have room to complain. I figure here's the thing. If you aren't doing anything to change it, you're asking for more of the same. So if you're not, you're complaining about your situation yet, you're really doing nothing to change it. You're doing You're asking for more of the exact same. So you have no room to complain. So my question is, what are you going to do about it? Mm, I love that. That's a really good question that everyone needs to ask themselves. So what are you going to do about, about it? What are you going to do about your current situation? If you're not happy, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, what are you going to be doing? Because at the end of the day, no one else is going to be the person to change your situation and, and you know change your reality. Um, so and here's something too, Adam, I will yeah. say, no one owes you anything. Facts. Okay. Especially, I feel like now when we look at all mm. these, you know, 20 year olds that are, you know, billionaires yeah, and all these things, it. it's like, man, but no one owes you a thing. So stop thinking you're owed this. Go out and get it for yourself. Facts. I, I really like that. Hear that one, Landon? I like that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay. So um, what has been uh, your favorite book that's had the most impact on your Ooh, life? I would say Mel Robbins' Five Second Rule. Have you heard of it? I have. Yes. Okay. okay so why that book? I love it because it's catchy and it's so simple it's yeah. a five second rule because i was a queen of procrastination mm -hmm. which is i'm not anymore but i would be like oh i have to do this but and i do something else and i just put it off but the five second rule is even something as easy as getting up and getting to the gym it's you're laying there you want to hit snooze you don't want to go but literally you literally say five four three two one and boom go. you get your butt up mm -hmm. or if i want to send a text to someone that might i'm like oh Five, four, three, two, one, sent. Before your brain talks you out of it, there's actually science behind this. And before you give all these reasons or your anxiety kicks in, you you just do it. Mm. And you don't count. You have to count five, four, three, two, one, not the other way. But it's simple. It's just like when you drop food on the floor, the five-second rule. But so, it's because it's all about action. Yeah. When you were reading that book, were you actually, you know, doing it as well as far as the five, four, three, two, one, and really telling yourself and you, you created a habit around it? Or? Yes. Okay. It, yeah. It's a new habit. I literally, I would, I would do it all the time. Nice. It can apply to anything. What's another book? I'm curious. Um, let's see. What's another favorite book of mine? Oh, the four agreements. That's four a, agreements that's a is one. a great, I love that book. Uh, what I, my favorite agreement, don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I, d that really moved me because a lot of times we are so offended. Everyone is so offended by everyone else, but it's like, don't take it personally. Facts. A lot of times it's not about, it's not about you. The other people's opinion of you is rarely about you. It's about them or their mm. projection onto uh, you. Because yep. how could someone not like you that doesn't even know you? But of course, mm. a lot of people have their opinions already. So don't take it personally. 
I love this. I love this. I actually. Uh, <laughs> We're going deep. Yeah, yeah we are yeah. going deep. I like it. I like it. Um, I had my girlfriend read The Four Agreements just not too long ago, and it made me go back and reread all my underlines and everything. And, yeah. And that was an amazing um, book that had a, a lot of impact on my life as well. Ooh, one more. Robin yeah. Sharma's The 5 a.m. Club. Robin Sharma. Check okay. him out. He is one of my high, my high, I regard him so highly. Um, and you know what? I told him how much I enjoyed his book. I'm almost done with it. And he took a, he personally DM'd me and left me a voice, like a little message, like nice. McKinsey. I was just like, what a class act. He's the real deal. So Robin Sharma, another one to check out. Okay. Definitely will. I just wrote it down. Um, the monk who sold his Ferrari is another one of his who, books. Who is, oh, that by the same guy? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Someone was just talking about that book the other day. Really? I, I heard it on a podcast maybe or something so like that. So good. So Very good. Very good. Okay, cool. So um, what would be, I guess, your um, hardest, the, the hardest thing that held you back from really getting yourself into the door with all of these big opportunities and being able to do the things that you've done already? You know, what was the hardest part for you going through that journey? I would say fighting for the opportunities and you have to really have a thick skin Mm. because people, they say what they want to say. You have to consider the source. It's highly, highly competitive. I mean, I've gone to cast like some castings for things and I I killed it. Like I couldn't have done better in something, but they went with a redhead. And that's Mm. just because they wanted, you know, a, a different style, different personality, different look. So Go in with a thick skin and you have to be willing, and I will say this, to walk away. If Don't settle. Don't t- let somebody tell you, you can't do this because. Be like, this is what I have to offer. If you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to go somewhere that will. Mm, and so that comes back to basically holding yourself to a high standard. Absolutely. What would you uh, say about that topic? Just holding yourself to a high standard in, in general with everything. I feel like you have some good words on that. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Holding yourself to a high standard in everything that you do. Um Gosh, I just, here's a, this is like a silly thing, but I felt guilty. A gentleman approached me at the gym Mm -hmm. and he wanted to take a picture with me and I looked like death. (laughs) 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 And I was like, Hey buddy, can you catch me another, you know, another time? And the, here's the thing, like going back to, I want everyone to have an amazing experience with me. And that haunted me. And then I went home and I felt like crap. (laughs) And I was like, he probably thinks I'm a brat. And, and, um, so I found him like two days later at, at the gym and we took like a million selfies <laughs> and so many pictures and I felt better, better about that. Just so that's the thing everywhere I go, every, you know, every live I touch or as someone I talk to, I just, I really want to have a positive experience with them and, and feel them and connect. I think connection for me is so important. It always has been, but especially now I feel like just why, being why real. now. Um, cause I, I think that's what it's all about connecting mm. with people throughout my, I've been successful in my career thus far because people connect with me. I'm, you know, they feel like I'm one of their girlfriends. They feel mm-hmm. like they really know me, even if we don't know each other. And I love that. And they mm. feel comfortable enough. I mean, I get messages from people saying, Kins, I just, I need your positivity in my life. I'm going through this and I, I literally take the time and I'm like, okay, let's talk. What's going on with you? Even though I don't know them, but I love that they, they feel comfortable enough to reach out to me Definitely. and I want to be there for them. So I just feel like the more we can connect with each other, the better it is. Definitely. What would be your standpoint on, um, on energy? I mean, obviously uh, with this type of mindset, it's more so like you can really create your own reality like I've talked about. And that's something that we stand for as a company, you know, being able to create your own reality, but also um, 
connecting and relating to people, tying in just networking in general, the relationship aspect of life, I feel like is everything, you know, right. uh, there was a quote, we were down in Miami uh, a couple weekends ago for, do you know who Grant Cardone is? No. For, uh, Grant Cardone's 10X conference. He brought in amazing guy, um, successful entrepreneur, brought in a bunch of speakers. I will um, look him up. I yeah, feel like I needed him in my life. Definitely okay. look him up. Um, and we were at one of his conferences and what we heard was, um, you know, everything rises and falls on leadership. But then we got to thinking and, you know, our business partner, Caesar was like, yes, everything rises and falls on on leadership, but everything grows and flows through relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, our biggest thing with this company and what we're about is being able to genuinely connect with people on another level. And for me personally, I think that comes from just understanding the power of the universe mm -hmm. and, and energy within it. Um, and so I guess how has my question for you, how has um, being woke, I guess you could say, to that type of a mindset um, really been beneficial to you in your life? Wow. That is a question. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's right. Well, I think I think energy is everything. Mm -hmm. I can tell right off the bat, like you really feel someone's energy, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I feel like that connection you were speaking of, like I've been a spokesperson for, you know, some people like you mentioned, Andy Moore, like 12 plus years. It's because... I genuinely love the team. We love to work together. I mean, um, like, here's the thing. I feel like there's a million pretty faces. There's a million amazing people that can do a great job, but it's really, it's that connection with people and that the great, the great energy you bring to set every day or like you do to this show. It's fantastic. It's very important. And um, about the universe and uh, do you manifest things? Have you had any experience with that? So I guess my story, not to get super deep into it, um, my junior year of college, I came across a book called Outwitting the Devil mm -hmm. um, by oh. Napoleon Hill. Think, okay. think and Grow Rich, if you've heard yeah, that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the same guy. Um, I read these, you know, five books and it basically breaks down the, the philosophy of science and achievement or wealth and achievement and the fulfillment, the art of fulfillment. And so I started kind of just, you know, playing with it in my own life to see what would happen. And I literally just started seeing things manifest in my life. And I thought well, I give was... Give me an example. I love this. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's smiling so big. I mean, I don't know if I could come up with something on the top of my head. Um, but the way I was just perceiving the world in a different way mm -hmm. allowed me to um, more opportunities to come my way. And I was actually able to execute and deliver on these things without feeling overwhelmed or pressured. Um, it just gave me a better perspective on life. And I saw it was making me um, more uh, happier, you know, yeah. long term, I guess. And so I don't know of an exact example, but I, I'm constantly just like, I feel like I'm constantly manifesting things in my life, whether I, you I know, I realize it or now it's the point where I intentionally do it. But I feel like everyone, um, whether you're intentionally doing it or not, is manifesting because it's just based off your thoughts and what you're thinking. Um, and it's just the, the karma in the world, um, right. if you will. And so long story short, my junior year of, of college, I read these books. I thought I was crazy. Right. And so I went to eight of my best friends who were all creative, like-minded individuals had that same type of mindset. And I shared these books with them and I was like, Hey guys, this is what I've read in these books. I don't know if I'm crazy or not. I need you guys to read these books and just formulate your own opinion. Get back to me, see what happens. Right. And you know, within a span of, I would say eight to 10 months, I literally watched it, every single one of those individuals, their life, their uh, transform before their eyes and see them, them applying the same principles that I was applying and it helping them out in, in a beneficial way. 
And from there, that's when it, I kind of started on this whole path of personal development. And I, I saw something here that the universe is actually a real alive. It's, you know, energy is a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I'm super interested about it, because I saw what it did in my life and then the, the, the closest people around me as well. They should be so thankful and grateful. Right I feel like gratitude also. I don't know if you every yes. day, every morning I wake up, here's a little thing. I just I name off five things I'm thankful for. Mm hmm immediately i think that's such a great place to start when you wake up definitely that's easy good, good state of mind to be in yeah. it, no uh, fear nothing no negative energy can be uh in in the presence of just faith and gratitude and the, that good energy so i like that i'm on the same page <laughs> as you i like, I like that this, this is good I like We're, where your head's at yeah, yeah this conversation is great um <laughs> so going back to you know uh, your career with journalism, TV, everything that you've done, what would you say is the your, your most favorite experience and, and the uh, most favorite person that you've met personally? Ooh. Oh, I've met so many really amazing people. I have to name a few. I love Miley Cyrus. Really? I okay. love Miley Cyrus because she's an old soul. She's like talking to like a 50 year old and she's super <laughs> young. I just loved her energy and she was super positive. I love how family oriented. It was like her mom was there. Her dad was there. Her little sister was running around backstage when I got to talk with her. And she was uh, so Miley Cyrus is down. Like she's super cool. Um, Garth Brooks. So when okay. I did country, Garth is the man. He call. He doesn't have like an entourage. He calls you right up. I went, I took listeners backstage to meet him and this is so cool. So a lot of times they're like, ah, take a picture. Okay. Move on. Ah, take a picture. Not him. He took at least 10 to 15 minutes with each person. Mm. This guy, this nice old gentleman was like, Oh, Garth is so nice to meet you. <laughs> and he's like, well, he shot my hat. <laughs> and Garth's like, buddy, how much you pay for that? And he's like 40 bucks. Garth takes two twenties, 40 bucks out of his pocket, gives it to the mm. guy and signs his hat. He also, he's like, oh, Miss Trisha, Trisha Yearwood was there with him. We get to meet his beautiful wife. He makes sure there was a woman in a wheelchair. He made sure she was front row. She had a clear view of the entire concert so she could enjoy her experience. He's doing, it's not his people doing this. He's doing it himself. Mm. I was just super impressed. Class act by that. That's so awesome. those are probably two of my very, I mean, there's so many. There's so many good ones. What would be the best experience you had? Like the most favorite um, event that you covered or anything like Ooh, that? Ooh, I, lo well, I loved the Grammys because that I love awesome. music. Yeah. I think one of my favorite experiences at the Grammys, I had a huge Miranda Lambert fan mm -hmm. and she I Skyped her in. And so oh, Miranda cool. came and sat down and we're, and I, it was right before she was rehearsing for the Grammys and I had Skyped in our, our listener and she got to just have her experience with like her Oh, like her favorite person in the world and just seeing being in the middle of this and kind of helping orchestrate it mm -hmm. was so rewarding so That's that was awesome. really cool That's award awesome. shows are fun i love red carpets um yeah i just What's i love it what is uh the favorite your favorite part about like a red carpet event because that's something like with what we have going on and and considering ourselves like a full stack marketing agency and yeah. an event management company that's kind of like what we envision being able to host an event like the Grammys or something like that yeah. in long term, being able to cover something like that. What's the your favorite thing about it? Uh, I like the, I'm a glam girl. I like the glitz. I love the glam. I love the fashion. Mm. I love the excitement. I love the swag. Ah, so yeah, I went in the swag room to see what the artists get. It's hilarious because all these people have tons of money and they're getting free everything. <laughs> it's like there was like a free trip to Fiji, a motorcycle. I was like, oh yeah, Justin Timberlake can't buy that for himself. No, but that was really fun too. Um, and I like, I just, I, I like the whole showbiz app 
you know atmosphere i think that's really cool and it can be like in if you're in the media you <laughs> you got to kind of fight your way sometimes up there if you don't have a position spot which yeah. you hope you do but if you don't um but other than that i think it's cool i, I always hope that someone you really look up to and you're in awe of comes through because mm. nothing's worse than meeting someone that you think <laughs> is going to be amazing yeah, and they're like a total dud yeah i don't like them anymore <laughs> they're a jerk yeah. Right on. I feel that. So I forgot to ask you, do you have uh, family, kids? Yeah, I have a little girl. Her name is Lucy. Nice. Um, my little Lulu is nine. So she, she does turn nine. So she's awesome. She plays basketball. She has a basketball game. I was just telling people around here. Yes. And so you guys are actually in the process of moving back from uh, Portland. Yeah, life is absolutely crazy. So I, so basically decided my con, so, you know, we have contracts and stuff. My contract was up. I got asked to stay, but I was ready to change it up. Mm -hmm. Um, I was out in Portland for four years, which was a great experience. I like sunshine though. And I like (laughs) ironically warmth, even though it's freezing here in Indy right now. So yeah, so my stuff is all in a storage unit right now. So I don't really know. I'm kind of just in that, um, between when something this is an analogy for life when something ends and before a new beginning that's where i am i'm kind of in that mm. middle middle space right now which is scary but exciting yeah how, how do you deal with being in that that middle space because like you said it can be scary you know and um, i feel like so many people get caught in that space right and i know you have to just like go through it and like you said take that leap of faith and go for it but what are those things that you're telling yourself as you're experiencing <laughs> this something is, like this? this is so real right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what have i been telling myself i do i go literally from oh my gosh this is so cool i gotta like reorchestrate my entire life what i want to do where i want to go what mm. i want but also then i have freak out moments all the time what am i doing why did i leave oh my god am i supposed to be here but like like I said before, it's like you can't mess up your destiny. And I come to realize I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Mm. Enjoy it. Be present. It's coming. It's flowing, you know, and random things. I meet random people. I get random and I I say, OK, this is meant to come my way and this is my path to what's next. So I've been really big on just trusting mm-hmm. um, and whoever you believe in, like, let go and give it give it up. So what's next for you? Ooh, that's ex- that's an exciting question. So I've been flying out a bunch of places doing guest host gigs, mm-hmm. um, just trying to see what fits, what feels right. Here's the big thing I've learned. Uh, my next, you know, whatever your endeavor, if you, and especially if you're thinking about traveling for a job, make sure quality of life is going to be perfect for you. Maybe not perfect, but sufficient. Because I went, you know, don't just go somewhere just for a job. I don't want to be boom, boom. A lot of people for their careers have to move around a lot. Um, but India will always be my, my home base. Mm-hmm. It's so central. It's home. I love it. Uh, but I would suggest to everybody that if you do venture out, make sure you don't just go for the gig. You go and because you want to have a good quality of life because you have to, the honeymoon phase will end <laughs> and then you'll be like, oh, you look around and yeah. if you don't like the city, you're not going to last very long. So what's your ideal quality of life then? Ah, that's a great question. Well, I love I love the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I like warm sunshine. But no, really, I mean, I could have it, you know, really anywhere. I just I like peace. I like to have um, I I just not I I like a hustle bustle for work, but I also like to come home and I like it to be solace. Just, you know, just relaxation and yeah, and fun stuff to do. I mean, it'd be nice to have a private jet. Then we could just go anywhere. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That would be nice. We'll work up to that. Yeah, Yeah. we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, I guess with 
with everything that you're trying to do and the direction you're wanting to take your life, are do you see yourself staying, you know, with TV and, and you know, doing this, what you're currently doing, have been doing for so long now? Do you see yourself doing that for the rest of your life? I do. I okay. do. Cool. I love it so much. It's fun for me. This yeah. is playtime. I love it. And that's why I feel like uh, I hopefully the viewers and listeners can sense that mm -hmm. being in front of the camera. Definitely. It's playtime for me. I love it. Mm. And being on the radio, I adore it so uh, yeah hopefully so i don't know where it's going to lead you know i want it on a bigger level i always want to go bigger and better um so i want everyone to take what your what your goal is and exceed it by 10 because i feel like people are just like oh because it's you can do it but now's the time you only get it's not a dress rehearsal right mm, so that. you got to go go bigger that's uh you really need to look into grant cardone because okay. what he teaches is taking your goals and 10xing them and then going for that so that's perfect i feel like we would really get along yeah, definitely <laughs> Okay, so um, I guess what is that for you then? What is your 10x for your goals? What's your vision Ooh. for where you're trying to take this career? Oh, uh, I would love, well, I would I feel like Kelly Ripa has to retire someday, right? <laughs> I would love to do just a fun show like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would love to work for E! News. I love E! News That'd because be cool. I live and breathe, I mean, pop culture. That would be fantastic for me. The Today Show, just mm -hmm. to do what I do on a national level and be in households daily. Sweet. That's my goal. I love it. Yeah. I have a couple more questions for you. So okay. um, I'm scared. One, they're going to be fast. Okay. So who has been your biggest inspiration? Ooh, my biggest inspiration. There's so many. Oh, geez. Um, hmm. Well, I can't. I got to say my parents. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say my parents just because they are amazing. And it's like they you know what? This is the coolest thing. They it's like having people that have your back no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's important. So, Facts. yes, they're amazing. Um, other big influences for me. Well, I'll mention my girl, Kat Sadler. Kat Sadler, I interned with her under her here at Fox 59 and now and she has gone on and she's doing amazing things. Okay. Um, adore her. I adore Oprah yeah. <laughs> and I got to say the big O and Ellen just because I feel like their connection with people is just like next level. Yep. So that's incredible. And um, yeah, I'll go with them. So do you have any mentors currently? Mentors. I've had mentors all grow. I mean, Laura Steele, she's a local, amazing radio personality. Mm -hmm. She is like my sister. She was my mentor growing up um, here and we're still dear friends. So she's been a wonderful mentor to me and uh, at different news stations that I've been at, um, my girl, Tracy Berry out in Portland. She was a great mentor. She was an anchor as long as I've been alive and just people that really, uh, help you and steer you in the right direction. Are you, um, I guess, so you've seen the importance of mentors throughout your career. Mm -hmm. Are you mentoring anyone else currently? You or know what? I, I, I do throughout. I get a lot of um, just random, just yeah. random. Like people ask me questions. How should I do this? Can you, you know, even I had some girls doing their first like stint in TV and just how can I, what should I do? And I said, my advice was if you come from radio, slow down down because we tend to speak really fast because you have to on the radio but when you're on television you don't have to speak mm. as fast um spe i speak with my hands a lot i'm pretty animated but i love to help out like i said i feel like su success is contagious mm. and i want to help uh it may nothing makes me prouder than seeing hardworking uh people succeed and my friends succeed there's i celebrate their success i think it's amazing definitely i like that mentality for sure yeah so what would be going off success what's your definition of success my definition of success 
What's it? They always say if you laugh and you cry in a day and you, you've had a great, a successful I, day. I don't <laughs> know, but yeah, think. let's go with it. No, I would just say my definition of success is just is really making a difference in the world. And I feel like my purpose, and I, I said this yesterday, I was around here, is really I want to help people showcase their gifts and talents through me. I like mm. to make people feel comfortable enough that they can really shine because sometimes they're so nervous that they don't even, they can't display what they, they want to what they want to convey either on camera or wherever. So I want them to use me kind of through me to show off their natural gifts. I feel like that's my gift. I like it. Being a light for others. Absolutely. I like that. I yes. like that. So um, what kind of impact do you want to have, you know, on the world? Hmm. A positive one. <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's no, good. <laughs> I think I want people just to, to really be kind, be good to each other, mm. be good to each other and encourage one another, support one another and be uplifting. Like we talked all about energy. Yeah. It's 100%. I mean, be positive. I know not every day can be hunky-dory, obviously, and it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, but I just think it's really important because there's so much – darkness in the world people yeah. really need a light if you can be that light that's there what i want to do yeah. i like it i like it so um what is one thing that is interesting about you that no one knows about Ooh, something that's interesting about me well let's see i have some fun <laughs> i once received a bomb threat at my first job oh, yeah <laughs> This guy, I, I kid you not. I'll, okay, I'll keep it short. So I'm working at the mall. Keystone the Crossing. Okay. Back in the day. I'm 15 years old. And I get this call. And he's like, hello, I put a bomb in your store. I was like, who is this? Like, I was just, I thought it was like one of my friends. He's like, there's a bomb in your store. I'm going to blow it up. And I was like, who, are you kidding? <laughs> like, just like a dumb. <laughs> no, it was legit a bomb threat. And so I had a mannequin arm in my hand and I threw it at my manager. I was like, oh my God. So that was terrifying. So well, I wait, have what? received a bomb threat. So wait, what happened with that? <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know. I was like 15 at the time and I just hightailed it out of there. I was like, okay. this job is not worth it. Um, the store did not blow up. So That's that was good. good. <laughs> I guess it was just someone saying that. Uh, that's a fun fact. So I did receive a bomb threat. I met George Foreman once and I told him I liked his grill <laughs> and everybody made fun of me because he's like a great fighter. Um, I don't know. What else is fun? Fun fact about me? I don't know. That's perfect. Okay. That's those that, are fun. That, facts. That, yeah. That answers the question. Um, yeah. So one, a couple more questions, but um, where can people find you? Ooh, Simple. all over the place. Okay, so on Insta, mm -hmm. at Mackenzie Roth, Twitter, at Mackenzie. Okay, here's the thing. There's 16 ways to send, like spell Mackenzie. So it's M-C-K-I-N-Z-I-E. There you go. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook, too. Perfect. And we'll attach that all in the um, the notes for the yeah. podcast, too. I don't really snap, though. You, wait, what do I you mean? I don't really snap. I don't do Snapchat. Like, uh, I don't know. Gotcha. I haven't really. I thought, I thought you were going back to the last question. You're like, I can't snap. I don't oh, really snap. Oh, <laughs> like literally snap. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> okay, Snapchat makes sense. Yeah. Do you snap still? Not really. Ever since Instagram story got big, that's yeah. mainly what I've been doing. Okay, I feel better now. Yeah. Um, I have Snapchat and I don't really use it often, but Instagram story. Okay. I'm a, I'm a really find me on Insta. That's where I am most of the time. Um, I actually forgot to ask this question. And speaking of social media, what has been 
um, the importance of social media to you? Because when you first started your career, social media probably wasn't as around as no. it is now. Yeah. So no. what kind of impact has this technology and these social platforms had on your career? Huge. I, I tell you, people contact me all the time, like business through like DM, slide into my DMs, <laughs> and but it's business and it's great. So I do, since I was on the West Coast, <laughs> since I was on the West Coast and then I had, so I West Coast people, Midwest people, and then um, my business that I work down in Florida as well. So it's great. Uh, people all the, I just think it's such a connect. I never know where somebody's from. It's really funny because they're like, oh, hey, or I'll even be on the street. And they're like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> and it's so cool. Um, I don't think it's a waste of time. A lot of people think, oh, God, it's a waste of time. No, mm -hmm. it's not. It, but I also enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I like to have fun content, happy content. It can get wearing at times, but I say it's it's definitely, definitely worth it. For sure. I agree 100%. Yeah. I the funny thing for me, though, the only thing I will say is I look at some pages and I'm like, I don't know how th these people, here's the thing when you're on the social media, these people, everyone is not killing it as much as you think they are. Because everyone's like, oh, they have every single designer bag. Oh, they have 16 cars. Okay, let's be real. They're renting those bags. They're posing in front of these cars. So don't feel like you're behind in real life. Mm. Like I look at the ballers, the people that are actually actually at that and it's so funny the people that are actually at that level really aren't the ones saying hey look Flashy at me that, yeah. Humble, yeah it's like they just are mm. so that's something they to, to keep in mind they just like are yeah. they don't need to be like hey look at this look i like that, that. Yeah. i like that okay so before i ask my last question Ooh. um the mic is all yours do you have anything you want to shout out anything you want to say anything you want to plug it's all you oh wow oh my gosh i wish you prepared this for me <laughs> uh no i just want to give a shout out to indy because right indy on. has been so supportive even when i was out on the west coast i would get mail uh, at my new station mm. from indie people and i that's really cool and thank you for for a lot of people that love my commercials and I'm really grateful <laughs> for that. <laughs> um, no, but I'm just so I'm thinking Indy will always be home. Mm. You know, it's funny when, wherever I am, I always cheer on like home teams and I'm always going to be an indie girl no matter what. For sure. It's my, it's my home. OG. Right on, right yeah. on. Um, okay. So my last and final question, let's say that McKinsey, you go on and all your dreams are fulfilled. You're living the lifestyle, yes. everything. Okay. You have it, right? You're living this awesome life. You're fulfilled. You're happy. Um, you know, you go on to write multiple books, let's say. You have all this information. People have learned from you. Um, you've mentored thousands. And at the end of your life, everything that you've done, all your achievements, all your books is wiped from the face of this earth. Everything's <gasps> gone. But you have one lesson that you can leave your family, your children, the ones closest to you. What would that lesson be? Mm so deep <laughs> i would say we're here to help not to hurt mm, we're here to help not to hurt i love it thanks guys <laughs> tuning in another episode episode 20 of novelty voice here at 120 collective wave one media i'm sitting here with mckenzie roth this was amazing i, I appreciate you coming out <laughs> thank you so much um, you know everything that you're doing currently keep doing it I see you being able to truly be a, a huge light into people's lives. Um, Thank you, Adam. Just everything that you're doing, I encourage you to keep pursuing your dreams, your goals, your desires. And like I said, I appreciate you coming out. Can't stop, won't stop. Right on. All Thank right. You. Thank you.